0: shot the ESPN shop and was sports in the puppet. Here things happen, but you can't fool me. I
1: know what you watching. Me, you watch me, you watch
2: me. Cause that be we see, must see TV. Alright, this is yeah. the 33 three. Three podcast. I am your host, me, Justin Jones. and Jones. I'm, I'm here with me. Lock. I'm Mandy Lock. I'm Mandy i guess they have life. And I'm here, we're here, we're with a very special guest. We're here with Two Mile, Mr. Showtime, Keev Lucas.
1: Yo, what's good with it? What's happening, my dude? Man, good, you bro? know, I'm in it. Cooling, man. Ready to get this going. Now I'm yep. ready to get this going, for sure.
2: And you know, Keith, you our first guest.
1: Oh, that's what's up. Pack
2: it right, up. Yes, yes that's
0: what's we
2: making
1: you know history, you feel me? You feel me, yeah. I it's,
3: only it's, only, it's only right. Mm-hmm.
2: And, you know, uh, as we get into the podcast, Keevan, uh, we just want to know about your uh, journey in sports, life, and your views on the community and world right now. Uh, and, like, what ventures you have going on right now.
1: Cool. So, y'all want me to get into it right now? Like, what, what was the yeah. start? You said that? Say that again?
2: What was the start?
1: What was the start? Man, man? so the start was, man, I was I was born in Abilene, Texas. You know what I'm saying? I was born out there. Um, I played football. I mean, really, I played sports my whole entire life. Uh, basketball, baseball, you know what I mean? Uh, football really just, I mean, that was my passion. You know, I grew up over there playing at Curly Hayes Field. You know, we was really getting it in every Saturday, you know, where it used to be. Uh, a whole bunch of people, you know what I'm saying, a whole bunch of fights too, you know, because kids out there winning that they ain't supposed to win or whatever, you know how our parents go, so it used to be it used to be some live Saturdays back in the day, man, you know, um, just really out there growing, um, and you know, went on to middle school, kind of had a little, went through the little chubby stage, you know, boy, what, boy wasn't as, ex- as explosive as it used to be, you know, the The puberty stage, you feel me yeah. um and and then my freshman year you know I, that's when I lost my mom, lost my mom and granny same same week, really, three days apart, you know what I mean, uh daddy was never in my life, you know, so after that, you know, mindset changed you know it's it's time to get it it's time to um it's time to be different, you know because my situation ain't like everybody else's, you know, everybody else can go back to the crib, and you know they can talk to their mom or whatever it is, and a lot of people took took that for granted, you know, as I was seeing back then. So, man, I just started working, man. I just started grinding. Just started putting my nose down, man, and do what I had to do to try to, you know, get out of my situation. You know, um, uh, long story short, I ended up, you know, becoming pretty good, I guess you could say, uh, at Abilene High, where colleges wanted to uh, come in and, and try to, you know, wanted me to come to school. You know, that hey, was a Hey, don't blessing. be modest.
0: Hey, don't be modest. Nah,
3: my be, nigga be, said pretty I, good. I, he was.
0: Hey, don't be modest. <laughs> you graduated a year early. Hey, I can I
1: can't, can't let you do that. You feel me? And now nah, talk your shit, nigga. Hey, but now nah, real shit though. I, I did graduate early. You know, uh I was putting in. I was putting in work, man. I was. I mean, like I said, once my mom passed away, man, it was. It was. It was different. Like I. I had to get it, and I had. To, I had to grind. I had to put in extra work. You know, while people were sleep, I'm. I'm doing ups, You know what I mean? I'm. I'm running around the neighborhood. You know, while while boys at track practice. You know what I mean? Uh. Uh, goofing off and, and not taking the workout serious, but I'm getting fast you know what I mean like I'm doing what I had to do to, to, to get better you know what I'm saying and I got better you know where see, senior year I'm out there eating you feel me like really I was out there eating um, shit I had like what 56 catches for 856 yards 7 touchdowns and that was in the 7 games that I played 100 yards a game you feel me? Uh, until I ended up getting hurt um, and shit once I got hurt it was like damn like that was my first I guess you could say uh first like trial not necessarily first trial but first trial in my sports career you know where it was like damn like man i just hurt my knee i ain't never had a knee injury like damn, am i gonna come back with the same person you know uh so i just started putting my nose down again man grinding and like y'all said i graduated early and it was just like man i gotta get out of, I gotta get out of abilene you know how the how the community was man it's it's a it's hard it's hard for black brothers to get to get out of there you know what i mean um, especially when you don't have that support like that like you know what I mean? Y'all can relate. So just not having that support, shit, and you had to just find a way to get, make it out. So shit, I got that that scholarship, bro, and I was gone. And I mean, really, ain't look back once I got to once I got to Tulsa. shit, I put in more work. You feel me? Put in more work. I went and seen that with the record books. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's attainable. I'm trying to get that. I'm trying to be the best that ever came through here. Um, and shit, I ended up doing that. You know what I mean? Like, I am. I became the all-time leader in touchdowns. You know what I mean? I'm second and. Second in uh in catches with 248, you know what I mean. and I'm third in yards with 3,343 yards, you know what I'm saying? All time, um, and that would have that would have been shattered out the water too if I didn't get hurt in college. You know, another another struggle, I guess you could say, another uh uh triumph that I had to overcome, obstacle. You know what I mean? I ruptured my patella tendon my junior year, and really at the pinnacle of my career, coming off of. 101 catches, 1219 yards, eleven touchdowns. Like I was eating my sophomore year. Next year I get hurt within four games, you know. So yeah, another I had to be like, damn, and at this point I'm family ain't really around, you know, I'm all the way in Oklahoma. You know, that shit really grew a nigga up. Like I had to, okay had to drop my nuts a little bit because it's like, damn, bro, like, I'm really out here. Like, I'm really out here alone is what I feel, you know? Like, so I had to just really just, man, start getting in my word, man, start, start doing other things to keep my spirit right, man, and, and really just grinding again, putting my nose down. That's what I know that's going to work. So put in that hard work, man. Start putting, getting uncomfortable. I, I remember Coach Cox, to tell me, get comfortable being uncomfortable. I never knew what that shit meant until I got older. Like, man, you really got to be uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Like, that's where you really going to thrive. So I really started thriving. I mean, in that time, that's when two-mile came about. I was thinking, I was just in my room one day and just, like, in the Bible, and I read Matthew 541. It said, when someone forced you to go one mile, go with them two. And I was like, damn, like, that whole, like, that whole relate to me so much. You know what I mean? And I just related to it and it being in the sense of – uh, everybody's journeys, everybody's struggles, everybody's trials, you know, like, I lost my mom and granny three days apart, I came in twos, my number two, I've always wore that number my whole entire life in every sport, you know what I mean, um, having two knee surgeries, you know what I'm saying, and then just how everything just kind of just played out, it was like, man, this is perfect, like, this is, yeah, I'm a two mile, like, I like that, so that's when I started coming up with two mile and really start trying to push two mile lane, trying to really see how that can you know change me? Because that's really what my mindset was. I just needed to put something with uh, alter ego, I guess you could say, with the, with the mindset that I already had when I'm in this uh, in this on this third floor apartment with no help, and my I can't even bend my knee. You feel me? So now I gotta crush up the stairs. You feel me? By myself, can't even take a shit the correct the, the correct way. You feel me? Because I can't bend my leg for a whole month. Can't drive. You feel? You find out who your real niggas is. Niggas wanna. Don't wanna if hey, can you go give me something to eat, me wanna, you feel me, take his food and, and make you buy his food. Like you start seeing all kind of stuff when you really down. So it's like, damn, like I know I'm not that type of person. I know that when I'm up, like I'm trying to build everybody. So I started to really see like, man, you gotta it don't matter if it's the, the janitor, it don't matter if it's the, the little kid over there, it don't matter if it's the head coach, like you gotta really treat everybody the same, like you feel me? Like and that was when that started happening. I started tapping into that because so many people trying. to damn, man, I wish you was out there and hurt, I didn't know I had that influence. So I'm like, okay, that's when you you really got to know that everybody's watching. So I'm like, okay, now I got to really start putting in this work. Now I got to really start going, doing things that I never did before, really get uncomfortable. Shoot, man, senior year, man, we college football hall of fame, you know what I'm saying? Like, Got a championship. I was feeling. I was feeling like LeBron. Like finally chasing the ring. Finally got me one. You know what I'm saying? My last year, we went ten and three. Um, you know what I'm saying? And like I said, we went to college football hall of fame. Did something that ain't never been done before. My quarterback threw for three thousand. My I had a thousand. My other receiver had a thousand. Both running backs had a thousand. So it was like, shit. We was out there eating. Like everybody eats. You know what I'm saying? And that was like the best. The best way to I guess you could say in all that. Through all that journey, all that struggle that I had, all that was the best way to end it. You know? And then, bam, now we're going to this next chapter, of going into the NFL. And you feel me, It started off bad. It started off with uh, them t- me getting elected to the uh, NFL, like East-West Shrine game in the senior bowl, but them telling me I can't play in it because technically I'm a junior when I got hurt. You know what I mean? So little small things of, of the devil trying to knock you down or whatever, so I keep tracking. Go to the, uh, go to the combine, you know, get invited to the national combine. No, you know, you got to get invited to that. Like anybody just, ain't no, ain't no average joke going to that. You feel me? Get invited to that. Go there. And I got to sign a waiver that I'm a junior. You feel me? Like really, I'm a senior, but it's just like, you know what I'm saying? So that makes it to where I'm, I'm coming out early. It's not that I'm, I already didn't play my senior year, but now I'm coming out early is what they say. Hey guys, you know, so we go, you know, and you know, so the need is still a question. Even though I just had, shit, 11, 15 touchdowns this last year, coming off a rupture, I was never supposed to run again. You know what I mean? So it's just crazy how, you know, you just see how the, how the, how the world really go and that, that NFL life is really a cutthroat business. It's really, a, um, it's really political, you know. Um, so I went through all of that kind of stuff, man. I've worked out with a lot of different teams, the Jets, the Eagles, Redskins, um, the Patriots, um, Dolphins. You know what I mean? Um, I ended up signing a contract with the Eagles. Um, I was there. The year they won the Super Bowl, I ended up getting the cut. After that, I went to the uh, I went to the spring league. And after I got into the spring league, I went to Canada. Um, I was in Canada for about two, three months. Um, after I left Canada, once I got cut from Canada, came back. I went to work out with the Patriots. And then from the Patriots, I ended up going to Germany. I was in Germany all last year playing ball. Um, it's, Germany, man, that was a great experience, man. Just being overseas, seeing how they live, seeing how things is just so much different, man. Opened my eyes up to a lot of different things, a uh, new lifestyle, man, a new really a new way of thinking, a new way of living. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah, that was that was that was great, you know. And so now that I'm back, I, I got uh, drafted to the <coughs> driving to the XFL, and when the XFL called me, I went to New York, um, and pretty much they told me that they didn't want to take me anymore because of my knee. Now they're bringing in my knee again, you know, after I didn't play the whole year in Germany. So it's like, bro, in my head, I'm like, bro, I can't keep, I can't keep putting my body on the line for these Woods in a sense, uh, of building they, they brand up and building their label up. For, and the and only thing that I'm getting out of it is, is my body getting hurt and my ego getting shot. You know what I'm saying? It's like, bro, I'm tired of that because I know what, I'm, what I need to prove to them. I know that I'm good. I, I just went. I just went down my whole accolades. You know what I'm saying? I don't got no regrets with it I don't got no regrets with being the all-time leader at Tulsa and being in the College Football Hall of Fame. And being one of the greats at Abilene High and you know what I mean. Uh, cowboys shit, bar none. Like you know what I mean. Like I, I don't. I don't have no regrets with my career. So at this point, man, I'm trying to get this back to the youth. I'm trying to get this. This. This knowledge and this wisdom and this. These. 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 Roadblocks that I've already went through, I'm trying to get that back to the youth. You know what I'm saying? Um, and you reach one, you teach one. You know what I mean? And uh, I want to, especially with my brother. This is a like prime example. Like my little brother going to Tulsa right now. You know, and it's like I try to tell him, it's like, bro, I've already bumped my head. I've already went through all these classes. I've already messed around with all the little chicks or whatever. However, y'all want to do that, like I already then did all those type of things that that you do when you were college and you were a knucklehead. You know what I mean? I didn't been on the billboards. I didn't been all this. Let me show you how to move in a way where you can still be that dude, but you still on your business. You know what I mean? You able to save money. I wasn't saving money. I'm buying Jays and shit, because shit. we didn't come, come up like that. We ain't come up to have all the Jays all the time. Man. You know what I mean? So now I got money. Hey, I'm buying Jays. I'm buying chains. I'm buying all that kind of stuff because that's what I thought was cool. That's what I thought would make me feel like I fit in. You know what I mean? But shit, once you, once you really find yourself like, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's what it's about, man. In 2020, man, I didn't I didn't sleep in my car this year. You feel me? And that's and that's just real tough. So all that stuff I just said came down to 2020 me sleeping in my car. Hey, like, you know what I mean? So we at that we at that point where it's like, yeah, like you, once you really find yourself and know know your worth, like man, the sky's the limit. And I want to be able to teach that next generation those those qualities, man. Because shit, you think about all these homeless people on the, on the streets, man, that they just they was they was a star too, you know. But hell, they didn't have nobody to really reach out to him, or, or, or even talk to him, or even give them no type of support. So, shit, it was either hustle or, shit, find a way. And they end up finding a way, but damn, they end up dribbling, and dabbling the drugs one time and now they on the street strung out. You feel me? And that's how it go. Like, in that cycle, just keep repeating. And, shit, I'm trying to break that cycle, man, like, real talk. So, so, so <clears throat> but,
0: tell her. for one, I want to, I got two questions about it. But um, one, I want you to touch on more of yeah, when you got with the Eagles, just, yeah, you touched on, yeah, there was politics involved, but for anybody that wants to, that is aspiring to be in that position, I want you to kind of break down the politics of like, yeah, like you didn't get on because you wasn't good enough. And I want you to break down those politics, and also I want you to break down, like you said, 2020 started off, and you were sleeping in your car, but you're not sleeping in your car no more. So, right. I want you to break down that aspect of everything of how if you keep going that extra mile, you can get out of that.
1: Right, no doubt. So, so um, really and truly, man. Prime example. Okay, quarterback. When he went, to, he played at Houston. You know, I ain't going to say no names, but played at Houston. He was, you know, he was he was a, he was a good quarterback. You know. He was, he was more of a, a Ronnell type of guy. You know, we all know Ronnell, so he was more of a Ronnell type of guy. He could kill you with his legs. Talking I'm about sure. war? Yeah, you feel me? But he damn sure might beat you with his arm, too. You know what I mean? So he, he, he was he was solid. You know what I mean? I get to, I get to Philly. You know what I mean? They, they end up signing him over me because he played quarterback. They, can, they feel like they can convert him, you know. Um, and that's one big politics, bro. I'm, I got – 3,500 yards mm-hmm. as a receiver and 32 touchdowns in college. You know what I'm saying? Averaging like 16, 16 rack yards. You feel me? Like really, really doing this at this level, you know? And um, ain't that much. Yeah, you can still coach me and coach me the, the, and I can still learn. There's always room for improvement, but it ain't like I'm teaching. you teaching a whole new position. You know what I mean? So you go into those politics. You go into, bam, I get into Philly and I'm, it's 14 receivers in here. You know what I mean? It's 14 receivers on a death chart. They just paid Alshon Jeffrey 22 million. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I get in here. I see I'm in the slot. I'm like, all right, bet. It's time to eat. They uh they sign a tight end, bring a tight end, in. bam, I'm I'm outside. Now I'm four string behind Alshon Jeffrey playing X. Now that's cool. I can do it. I can play outside. I'm I'm not I'm not scared of the competition. But it's like now at that point, I'm getting two reps. I'm getting two reps in practice. You know what I mean and in those two reps I'm probably getting a screen that I'm not getting the ball on or I'm getting a run off or I' got to go block the, the backside safety or I might run a slant or I'm running a, a, a deep comeback that they ain't throwing you know what I mean so your eyes is hard like, yeah. like how am, I, how am I supposed to showcase, how am I supposed to showcase that I can really do this if you're giving me two reps and they ain't throwing me the ball you know what I mean so it's a, it's a lot of those they already know who they got they already know who they got the money invested into. They already know who who they want. You know what I mean? And shit. Sometimes you come in and you a camp body. Hey, you giving him a break real quick. Those two reps, shit, that was his break. Now hey, he back up. You feel me? And that's straight like that. Like, and that shit just like how I go. And shit, Canada, boy, hey, they gotta have you gotta have more Canadians than Americans. You know what I mean? So they already they already got limitations on how many Americans they can keep, because they gotta have the eyes right.
3: So it's like numbers the rule, Or they just they just move like that, or that's like a rule over there. No, that's
1: the rule. Wow. Awesome. So if if you if the numbers not right, bro, you you out of there. So when I was in Canada, I'm had they had they had eight receivers. So we had eight receivers out of those eight, you got four Americans that's been there for three years getting paid. You know what I mean? The other four, other three is Canadians and they got one room for one more receiver that they're gonna bring in for the practice squad. Because they only really playing four. So it's like, what am I supposed to do besides killing practice, kill these dudes? And they like, oh yeah, good catch, good job. We'll do all this, woo-to-woo. Killing myself for what? I can't, you know well, what I mean? That sounds that
3: sounds just like another camp body situation like there, really. Co- exactly. So it just comes to
1: it comes down to that. It's like they not really, they looking, yeah, they're looking for talent, but they also, it's a lot of guys who already got connections in most places. A lot of those kids, a lot of those guys. I don't knock nobody, you know what I'm saying? There's some guys in the okay, yeah, he's nice. You know, I don't, I don't take credit from nobody. But it's, I know it's other guys in there. I'm like, okay, if I'm killing your, your star, like, especially in Canada, they, I'm killing their star cornerback that they drafted. He drafted first round, second. <clears throat> I'm out here running right by him, killing him. So it's like, this is this your talent? This the talent level? I mean, I'm showing you that I can kill on this. So what else am I supposed to show you? You know, like, what but, else am I
0: supposed to do? Hey, but the key word is you already showed them. Or they already drafted him. So that's when that politic game Mm -hmm. starts to play in of, oh, well, I don't want to look bad by drafting this scrub, even though he's getting killed. So I got a guy coming in. They're trying to play the desperation game of, oh, you need us more than we need you. When in reality, Mm -hmm. talent-wise, if they were trying to win, they would have did that. But it's not about that. It's about, okay, since I drafted you, I can't look bad with Right. Choosing you over the guy that I drafted, like mm-hmm.
1: no, nah, and that's <laughs> facts though, because that was that was exactly how I was in Philly too. The the guy that they did draft, bro, he couldn't. Bro, I remember I, I went to Ricky Mini Camp. That was like in uh, May. Went to Ricky Mini Camp. We had the plays. Bam, bam, bam. Okay, they cut me, but they said you and uh you and your quarterback, y'all number two. So, bam, come uh. Training camp, we going to sign y'all again, which we do. So that's when August came. I signed with the Philly. Bam, went to Philly. He up there. Now the plays ain't changed. Now they did add some plays, but I had already still been on top of my shit because I I mean, I'm a student of the game. So I had already remembered all the plays from the last time I was up there. So I still had the notebook. So when I get there, it's just second nature. So now I'm, I'm clicking. I'm, I'm doing I'm. I'm hopping right in there. Shit kind of like muscle memory a little bit. He still don't know how to line up, you feel me? So we get to the first, no, the second preseason game. And this one I knew it was politics, like, straight up. We get to the second preseason game, all, like, all practice, he, he getting, he cramping, you know what I mean? Like, during the week, he cramping. He not, he not able to finish practice. He don't know the plays. He don't know how to line up. they giving him chance after chance. Then I get in there on my three, four plays, that I get in there. Ain't nothing you got to say, but I just don't get the ball. You know what I mean? Ain't nothing you can coach because I'm lining up right. I'm running my job right. I'm blocking. I'm doing all the extra stuff. All you can say is good job, but I'm not getting the ball. So we get to the game. You see, I done had a good week of practice. Get to the game. He, he don't got his helmet when it's time for him to go in. He, he, He cramping and shit, right? So I'm like, oh, yeah. So they was like, it looked at me like, hey, you ready? Ready, Luke? I'm like, yes, sir. Like, I've been ready. Coach, like, you know what I'm saying? I strap up. Like, let's get it. Like, I'm about to go in this hole. Finally, we in Philly with it. Like, yes, sir. Like, I'm about to finally play. Boy, they caught a timeout and made that nigga hydrate. Like, literally, because they drafted him in the second round. They caught a timeout. Like, the head coach caught a timeout. And, like, where's Shelton? Where's up, no, hell no. Call the timeout, bro. Made him made them get in the game. I'm like
3: Bro. Wow. That's okay. sick, bro. That's fucking like, sick.
1: So it's like, what am I what am I supposed to do with that? And then next week I'm cut. Next week I'm going home. Oh, sorry, you did, you had, like you now you belittling me, you know. Like, mm-hmm. Now you belittle me at this point, because I know I put in work, but y'all ain't give me no opportunities. how you gonna tell me great job? Like, man, come on now, I wanna hear that shit. Like that's where it comes to that, but, hey, you, I keep going. I keep trying. I keep, now I get all the workouts. Now I keep going, doing all this other shit. Now I go to Canada. I tell y'all what happened in Canada, so I'm like, so damn, now it's sitting like this in Canada, too? Like, man, hell no. Nah. I go to Germany. Germany was just, like, I said, love. Like, I went over there in Germany, had fun, but football wasn't what I was over there for. Like, I feel like I was just shit, God telling me, like, okay, if you're going to end your career, like, I'm going to let you end it like this, you know, like going to Germany, and that'll be your last experience of you playing ball. Like, and that's cool, because, shit, I had fun over there, bro. I go back, you feel me? Like, I go back just to observe. Hell, I even go back and live for a couple of months. Like, no cap, you know what I mean? Like, that's how much fun I had over there. So, I mean, that's that's just what it was. But but now, you know, shit, like I said, 2020, man, I started off in the wheel, because I came back from Germany, and – you know what I mean? I got drafted to New York. So I'm thinking, like, okay, bet. Now I got a, t- a shot at the XFL. Now I got a shot to come back playing the States again. Let's get it. Like I've been playing all year. This is what I've been working for. Come back. New York draft me. I get up there, bro. I was there for two days. Literally. And that's where two miles keep coming in effect. <laughs> you know what I'm saying I was there for two days. Literally. Got the I got my physical the first day. The second day, they talked to me, they said, Yeah, uh, so looking at your knee results, we just don't think that we just don't think that your knee's gonna hold up, but they ain't even let me practice. They just said we don't think your knee's gonna hold up. We can set you over something back home if you want. I just said, man, to be honest, I don't even care at this point. Like I was just that pissed. I'm just like, bro, like, damn again. You know what I mean? Like, send me right back home. I'm all the way in New York for two days. I'm like, damn. So I come back to Texas, man. I was I was depressed for a little bit because that that transition that transition from. From being a star, and I guess you could say playing ball, and this is all you know. I put in my twenty thousand hours. I put in my ten thousand. I put in that. I put in that and more, and then some. Being hurt twice and and those type of injuries, like I had to put in even more work to even get back to the, the type of player that I was. You know what I'm saying? And then some. So I put in all that hours. So it's just like that shit. That shit hurt. <laughs> Ain't gonna lie, man. That shit hurt. Like, and I didn't. I didn't know how to handle that at the time. And then. The people that you think that you're supposed to be able to lean on, family wise, or whoever, shit, they show you their true colors. You know what I mean? Start kicking you out the house, or oh, you ain't now. I ain't. I ain't got the NFL money no more. So whatever. Now they don't want me there. Now they, now they, I can't. They can't get nothing from me. So now I'm on the streets, or whatever, or or whatever it might be. Now I'm not. When they eyes the man, so they they treat me different. You know, I, I become. I don't even become my name no more. I become somebody's big brother or, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you disrespect me off from a, from a a whole circle, full circle. And I know what I know what I've done. I know what I've accomplished with all, with, with my back against the wall, you know, like with no guidance, with no not even support from my own family members, like living with being able to live with an uncle who owns business businesses. And I'm in this process of going in the NFL and in the NFL and I can't work for you once I'm, like especially like okay, say I got okay, I got released. I ask this dude I cannot work for I can't work for him because I I don't have a business degree. You feel me? So it's like that's the type of that's type of support that I got around me. You feel me? And I, I what am I supposed to do with that? But keep going. And that's what that journey, that two mile, that's that's what that two mile mentality is. Like when you're back against the wall, either you gonna rise to the occasion or you gonna fold. You feel me? And that's straight up like that, that's, that's
3: what my bad, bro. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Now, go ahead. The, the question I was gonna ask you was Man, I commend you, man. You inspirational as hell, man. I love it. I already know you, man. You've always been this humble, modest dude that you are. You know, been through some shit, and that was going to be my question. What is the main thing that just keep? Because you just keep going. It's like six, six obstacles that is just ridiculous. And most people would have quit. More, more than eighty percent of people would just quit. Is the main motivation because you don't have that support, or what is it that just just keeps you going, bro? <clears throat> man, yeah. You know, I got a little. I got siblings, man.
1: You know what I mean. I got, mm-hmm. I got a little brother. I got a little. I got shit. Two little brothers. I got an older brother, and I got a sister. And out of them, Keelan, you know my little my little brother Keelan. Yeah. He ain't tall. He ain't toss right now. He don't got no kids. But all my other siblings got kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and then when I look at my family, and I look at, I look at all the people that I just said that <laughs> did support me. You know what I mean? It's like there's still another wave of a younger generation that's underneath me now. It's 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 kind of too late for some of them. You know what I mean? But. It's like, damn, if if I stop, man, like who gonna who gonna do it? You know what I mean? Because I feel like I done been through the worst. Like it can't get no worse than than the shit that I done been through, you know? And so when I hear people, you know, my complaining or 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 being negative about any type of thing, it's like shit, that that motivate me to be able to like to be able to say something like, man, look, it ain't even that serious, you know, like I'm trying to tell you, like, life could be so much harder, you know? And even me, I be feeling like, shit, people got it so much harder than me when I'm driving down the street and I see this person look like they ain't showered in five days, ain't got no teeth. I seen a sign that said, please kill me now. Like, and that shit, like, damn. I'm like, you feel me? So it be shit like that that keep me going because when I'm on the streets, like when I was, when I was on that, in 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 my car, like, I really felt that. Like, I felt like, damn, like, I done did all of this. I'm in the Hall of Fame. And I'm in my car right now. I'd rather be in my car right now than be in the comfortability of anybody else's house, anybody else's space. You know what I mean? And I was just like, shit, if I got to do that, that's what humble me. Like, sometimes you got to humble yourself. You know what I mean? Like, you got to humble yourself or you got to allow yourself to be humble. You know what I mean? And Shit, that's just, man, I can't stop. You know what I mean? Because I feel like if I do, if I stop, like, that's, there's somebody else that's out there that's, that's going through something just like me. You feel me? If I stop, Shit, that get him. That get him the same reason to stop. You know what I mean? It's shit. You ain't the first person that says something like that. in hell, I don't even be. I'm not even that type of person that looks for somebody to be like, man, you inspire me. So that that ain't me. Like I'm just being me. Like real talk. Like I'm just I'm just being me because I, I seen my mama work two and three jobs, bro. Like I seen her breaking her back. But I seen her have mm-hmm. a a, a, hus- a husband with a husband, and he had. He had a daughter, and then he he had wanted to basically take in two other kids that was his, you know, but he didn't want to split them up from sponsor care and shit like that. I seen her take in five extra kids that wasn't her. She only had two kids. Now we got eight people in the house while she working two jobs, and he's sorry. I seen that. I seen that struggle early, like, and then she passed away at 34 from brain meningitis is what I'm hearing now, you know what I mean, like. I didn't know that back then. They just told me it was a brain aneurysm, but now meningitis kind of sound like they kind of sound similar. It's kind of the same type of uh, pains that she was having, but still though she was too young for that type of stress. You know, she took on a lot. You know, and I see that with my family, bro. And when that happened, bro, our whole family split up. Like, and I just don't want to. I just want to see that happen, even if I can't save everybody. Which I ain't really just trying to save everybody. I'm just trying to be able to. Sh- Allow some people to know, bro, like, hey, you can keep going, bro. When, you, when I you leave this by earth, example, you know what I'm saying? When I leave this earth, bro, like, you're going to know that shit. Hey, I, I got some, people, some, some type of army that I'm leading, that I touch, to be able to know that, hey, it's, it's going to be all right. You know what I mean? Like, I know this shit hard as fuck right now, but it's going to be all right. Like, I promise you. And that's all I can say. Cause, bro, <clears throat> I mean, at the, at the end of the day, bro, I didn't been at the bottom. For real.
2: Yeah. I feel like, go ahead, Juan. Uh, Kevin, I'm going to take you back to 2009, uh, Abilene High championship season, state championship season. Um, mm-hmm. Where do you feel we went wrong that year after? Do you feel it was the coaching or do you feel like it was the players?
1: Um, <clears throat> I mean, I feel like we had the talent, no
2: doubt. Uh,
1: I feel like it was, it was a factor of some guys not buying in. And then some, some of it part of coaching as well, too. Some coaching not being able to, I guess, put us in the right positions in, in certain aspects. Um, but, I mean, I felt like we had a great, great game plans, great, great squads um, after the fact. I mean, if I, I feel like if I didn't get hurt my senior year, we probably could have won state, like, yeah. being honest. You know what I'm saying? So that's just how I felt. Cause I was salty about that shit, boy. We was man, we was about to win the state. No cap. I went in my own ring. I didn't even care. Like I was on the team when Herschel and them did that, but see, that was, yeah, they did that. I'm yeah, it was good for the city. But I went in my own ring. No, that's just yeah. competitive.
2: And uh do you think that uh, you know, when your mom and grandma passed away, do you feel like that's really what's driven you to go harder than ever given that two given that two miles that you give?
1: not nah, facts i mean because they both worked that they both worked hard right. like that you know so like i said i can't i can't even i can't even i feel like i said i feel like i haven't been through the worst you know like you don't get no 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 the situation can't get no no worse than what i've already been through you know and if it does then like damn whatever but i still gonna get through that one as well too because i mean something else gonna happen yeah. but i mean at the end of, at the end of the day. I feel like I'd have been through the worst. That's why I can just smile, man. Like, you feel me? Enjoy life. But like I said, when I was in Germany, the sign I seen was Carpe Diem. Um, and that means seize the day. Seize the moment. You know, seize your present day. And, I mean, that's all I'm about, man. Seizing the moment. Seizing what's important to me right now. You know, and hey, the past is in the past. You feel me? And, hey, it's what you... you know, It's two things you control in life. And that's your attitude and your effort every day. You know? Uh, You control your attitude and your effort every day. If you constantly negative and constantly telling yourself you sick, constantly telling yourself you tired, constantly telling yourself you hurting, you're going to do, you're going to feel all those things. You know what I mean? But if you constantly telling yourself, man, I'm that digging, I'm, I'm great, I'm, I'm a king, I'm a whatever, like those are shit that you can manifest into your life. And it's, it's all about manifesting and it's all about doing what you got to do to manifest.
2: Jamie? Sure, sure.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, what is, because I hear you talking manifestation, I hear you talking all that. And to a lot of people, it's far fetched <clears throat> just because the, where you come from, where we come from, just on your daily venture into life, it's right. like a lot of people don't know how to even start and that's why i always bring up mental health and really keeping people around you that you trust and that Mm -hmm. you really can confide in and not in like we grow up in a state of mind to where we got to internalize everything because Mm we don't know how to we don't know how to properly articulate our feelings because that is not something that we was raised on we would get our ass whooped for articulating our feelings, so we would do it in an angry manner. Me Personally, that's how I did at a young age. I would do it in an angry fashion and just get in trouble, but that right. could also be misconstrued, and you could just look at, be looked at as a troubled child. But we right. in the generation where Generation Z and whatever, and just the millennials of yo, we are bringing back something that is, like, we bring bringing back protests and riots and, and just going crazy, and it's like a lot of you got a lot of different facets of what's going on and just the intentions of people. But like nothing less it's people that actually want to get out and do something, even though they don't have proper guidance doing right. so. So I want to know what is your opinion on. Not only how you got away or not even got away or how you still getting like. You still accepting that divine intervention of, oh, well, I thought this was my route, but this is my route in all in totality. Like my route may be to give back and my route might be to, oh, yes, I gave all of myself to these different ventures, whether it's Tulsa or Abilene High or wherever you've been, you planted your seed to where others can grow upon so, what seed what seed are you planting now to where you can vet, like basically build the next generation and be a parent to the next right. generation and show them that, yo, this is not going to be an easy journey, but if you stay down with what I am trying to present mm-hmm. like. What you can get out of it. What just make what what message can you give to the youth about that and about carrying everything out to the far sight and to the end goal instead of expecting microwavable success.
1: Right, and that's that's a good point, man. Uh, it's crazy to say that. This weekend when I was when I was down there in Abilene training, um, I had a situation where. I seen one kid, he threw the football, and he beat his mama all in the head, you know what I mean? Like, talking about knocked her out. Damn, knocked <laughs> out. There, was a, there was a white lady. And so you know she had, he's, he's had black biracial, you know? So she told, she looked over him and she was like, excuse me. And she talked to him like a black mama would, you feel me, real quick. And I was, I got I got responded. I, I kind of liked that. I was like, okay, yeah, like she got something about it, you know what I'm saying? Um, but he also was like, I seen how he responded to that. He, it kind of like made him down. Like now he kind of like talking under his breath and he kind of saying little slick stuff. So I'm like, okay, I'm just taking a mental note. Then I seen another kid, you know, he's the same workout. He biracial as well too. So his mama white. And, you know, he kind of saying something crazy to her as well. And, you know, like something, something, I don't remember all the details. I just know that I'm taking mental notes. So, you know, we get done at the end. and I'm like, yeah, so let's, let's, let's bring it up. And I always make my kids do some conditioning. But this time, I'm in particular, I'm like, hey, yeah. So uh, we had too many kids talking back to their parents and stuff. So I'm about to show y'all what happened when we do that. You know what I mean? Because it's too many of us out here that don't have a mama, or don't have a daddy. And I'm one of those people included. You know what I mean? I can't pick up the phone and be like, hey, mama, how you doing today? Hey, mama, uh, what you cooking today? I can't do those type of things. You know what I mean? So while you're in front of me and you're in the midst of my presence, you're not going to disrespect the one that you do got. You know what I mean? They out here sitting in this heat. They didn't pay money for you to come out here and get better they came money out here, they in investing. Some kids don't even have nobody investing nothing into them, investing no time into them. And we didn't have that type of stuff growing up. People were investing and taking it. We had some of our uncles, but what was they feeding us? They wasn't feeding us the right type of things. You know, we, what was we getting invested in? We was getting invested, yeah, we was getting invested street knowledge and, and stuff like, but we're not getting things that, that really could, could make us better. You know, and, and that question where you said about the parents, I, 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 look at, I look at how, yeah, we, how, we was, how, we up, how we had that upbringing, you know, and then how I think about, too, those few white faces that we had in our life that we was blessed to be able to go over and, and, and I guess you could say, see how they do things, see how they do things on the other side, you know what I mean, and, and try to see how we can incorporate some of how they live in our, in our black lives to still be able to be black and just put our flavor on, it, you know what I mean? And I feel like that's, that was, that was beneficial as well. We got to see, I guess you could say an at-home daddy every day, you know what I mean? We got to see a present father, you know what I mean? We got to see them eating at the dinner table. That's stuff that we didn't really grow up seeing, but we, we, we know how to, I feel like us seeing that and then being able to incorporate our, our, our blackness with that, man, that's that's second to none because a lot of kids not getting that right now, nowadays. A lot of kids don't even, but they don't even sit at the table no more. And, and me telling, that's what I was having telling these kids, like, man, y'all sitting here, y'all complaining. I said, can y'all feed yourself? That was my question. Can y'all feed y'allself? He's like, no. I'm like, so ain't no, ain't no talking back. It shouldn't be no talking back if you can't feed yourself right now. If you ain't going outside and, and, and helping and you ain't got no little job cutting no grass, you ain't doing none of those things. You shouldn't be talking back, telling your mom what she needs to do or, hey, hurry up. Like, that's that discipline that's not instilled no more. But we used to get our ass whooped, you know, and those things, I feel like, are lost art. But it made us stronger. And then when we've been out into the world, we already been on our own different journeys. You know what I mean? Like, and so we done been out into the world and got to see cutthroatness. Got to see it from the, the biggest angle. Like, this world is cutthroat. Like, cutthroat as hell. More cutthroat than what we grew up seeing. When you really out here they really just say they just keep on living like man you I see that shit it's a cutthroat world so we need to be able to go back now and, and be able to guide them put put our hands on them be able to tell them real genuine shit i don't I don't sugarcoat nothing that's why I was transparent on on live air right now about what I have not been through sleeping in the car you know what I'm saying because that's the that's the realness that's the that's the genuine the genuineness of life you might be down right now but Shit, like, like, like you said, Jamie, what am I doing now? Bro, I, ain't got, I just got an apartment. I've been here two weeks. You know what I'm saying? I'm still trying to furnish my apartment right now. But I kept going. I kept pushing. I, I kept my head down. I, I, I found a way to hustle and get some bread to, so I can, bam, now I got a, now I got a plan. Now I'm out here training and trying to get these kids right. Like that's what I'm doing. That's the, that's the way, man. Like that's what we got to do. And that's what people then got away from. You know, like we had, like I said, we had a few people doing that for us, but I also felt like we had other people outside of our normal that kind of gave us a little bit of nuggets. We all probably got a mentor that's outside of our family that gave us some nuggets that helped us and that's what these kids need. You need somebody to come in there that's outside of your family to give you some real ass game. Like, and not sugarcoat it. And tell you that, hey, bro, you really suck today. You know what I'm saying? Like some real life because life ain't going to be fair. Life ain't going to tell you, pat you on the back and tell you, oh, yeah, it's going to be all right. Nah, life going to hit you in your face. You're going to hit the wall and they're going to be like, shit, what? There your bill. There another bill. There another bill. Oh, you can't pay it? Okay, we coming to get the car. Like, life don't stop. So we need to be able to tell these kids and prepare them for that instead of we only preparing them for football. We only preparing them for sports. Like, I'm not just about that, but my body feels. this. Now, I'm not saying that sports can't create great avenues because it did. It created a great platform for me. But I also used to love writing when I was first lost my mom. I lost my mama in high school when I was a freshman. I was writing poems then. You know what I mean? What if I didn't stop? I love English. I've always been an AP. I was an AP English in from a freshman all the way to senior year, AP English. That was the only AP class that I had. And when I went to college, I still love English, but what if I never stopped writing? So we, I just, I'm that type of guy that want to be able to tap into these other gifts that kids got. We 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 always get a ball thrown to us, and it, we, we lose out on other artistic gifts that we have, and we're bigger than that. We're bigger than just sports. Like, life, life, sports t- teaches you a lot about life, but you can also do light and other things as well, too. And that's, I want to be able to make kids shit, to be a jack of all trades. I love, love cooking. Cooking is soothing for me. You know what I mean? Like, that's a therapeutic type of deal. Like, shit, it might, we might can't really be able to build some chefs. Start a, I'm starting, when I, what I'm trying to do with our, with our two-mile movement and, and, and what we're trying to do is be able to create this platform where all these kids can come in. here we might start a chef. Now they got a chef school. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to – I'm on that. Barber school, whatever it is, we're trying to give these kids uh, another way out, another opportunity, uh, just opportunities, and, and let them know that their opportunities don't stop at just playing ball. If they're not – everybody not athletic. Everybody not athletically gifted. Everybody don't have that mindset to put in work after you didn't hurt your knee. Like you said, Dion, like, everybody don't have that mindset to keep going. You know what I mean? And that's okay in those aspects as far as playing sports. If you don't if you hurt and you feel like, man, it's okay, but you, you gotta be able to learn how to tap into your other gifts. It's not okay to, to be a bum. You know what I mean? But it is okay to try other things. So
0: it's facts. So <clears throat> in saying that, it's like okay, we broke the surface of how we can reach the youth, but how can we reach the parents of the youth because a lot of times that stagnant, complacent mindset comes it, and is passed down from Got the parents, the parents. so a lot of, so a lot of times I try to me personally try to figure out, okay, I know I could talk to you and you want to listen, but I could see the the uneasiness in your conversation because what you are being taught at home, right? right. So, so how can we change that
1: as like that uh, nah, perspective? Now nah, that's a great question because uh, I've been I've been I see that when I'm training these kids, you know, because it's like some kids some kids got their daddy out there, you know, some kids might have get dropped off and their parents leave. You know, so I'm able to kind of, like, build those relationships. And I'm a relationship guy, man, because I feel like that's, like I said, once I got all them injuries and stuff, man, like, I learned that these garments, all these garments change, all that, that's not going with you at the end of the day. You know what I mean? The only thing that's going to go with you is these relationships that you build with people. So if we can only, if we can have seminars where we, having the parents come, you know, come to a seminar where, bam, we doing, uh, we doing like a seminar on... Sexual abuse training, or parent, whatever we doing, we doing stuff that about that's happening in the world. Like kids, it's kids going home. That's why this school stuff is scary right now. Without being able to go to school, man, kids are getting abused right now. Kids at the crib getting abused, and and there's nothing that we can do about it. You know, like kids need to kids need that that avenue to be able to escape and. If we can't reach the parents, you know, because sometimes you can't, sometimes, bro, what I've been found out, especially with dealing with my stubborn family, is those older people, they stuck in their ways, man. Like, they stuck in their ways and they feel like their way is the right way. They came up, a lot of them still raised up in them old slavery ways, you know what I mean? So, they cool with just not, not helping the next man. They don't want to help the next man because they feel like if he get on, then, then he going to take away from he going to take out of my plate. you know? We need to be able to create the mindset that if we all come together, we all eat. If I, if I build you up to where you're bigger than me, that's only making me look good because you associate, you know, like just the associations, like being able to know that it's a, it's a barter, honestly, it's a barter system, you know what I mean? And, and being able to create that for these kids. Like, man, I, I, wanna, I wanna be able to start a gym out there. Like, really wanna be able to start a gym to where that's, it's like the Boys and Girls Club, like we used to do, but 2.0, you feel me? Really 4.0, you feel me? They come in there. We they working out, we got showers, they can shower, we coming in, they got seminars, we teaching, we learning, we, we we learning history, we got black history coming in, then we got financial literacy coming in, we got people coming in, talking about whatever it is, we got maybe some cameramans coming in, oh, you like photography, okay, we got a cameraman coming in, helping them take pictures, all that, and once parents start seeing that type of stuff, you know, especially with Abilene, people, you gotta make people believe stuff, you know, and and, and, and not even, we ain't, I ain't trying to just stop and happening with this, you know, because there's kids everywhere that need, that need help, you know what I mean? But starting back at our hometown, you got to make people, we got to make them believe it. You got to make people know that this is what we, this is serious. Like, we really trying to, we ain't trying, we about to take this over. Like, we, we got a black unit of brothers in unison that came from these same streets that did the same stuff that y'all was out here doing. I, man, I could tell you a story with Dion. Dion knows. know we was, out there in the streets being hoodlums you feel me like you know what i mean so i know that was the <laughs> coldest shit <laughs> like you feel me so it's just like we we've we we did not done those things we didn't stole bikes we didn't been out there but it's like okay we can create this other avenue where they come they come to us and we got them all day bro i love cooking we speed them breakfast lunch and dinner we got the we get the girls we get you know, the dudes all the boys want to cook too okay we get some girls and boys we got them in the kitchen they help to cook breakfast, they help to cook lunch. You know, we we choose six new cooks each week. You know what I mean? It's different stuff that we can do to just make it to where, you know, we we got our hands on them. We really, like you said, we being them parents outside of the house. You know what I mean? So they always looking forward to coming to us. We got our hands on them so much that shit. They mindset bigger than their parents. And parents are gonna be chapping their ways regardless. We can't, we can't, we can't save them right now, but we can save this this next generation. You know what I mean? We can't save them because, hell, they, they easily controlled by social media anyway. So why we can't make make that incorporate into what yeah. we're already trying to do? You know what I'm saying? That's how I feel.
0: Bro, I feel that.
3: Uh, why, y'all got something to say? No, I like that. That's, that, sounds like, that sounds like some good stuff right there. And he said, you know, in Abilene especially, you got to make them believe something. And if he had a center like that, you know, Kate takes all of them, they're going to be the first ones out there once it's up and running and stuff. And, and I feel like uh, what he said, his whole premise was parents are probably going to be stuck in their ways anyway. But they're going to watch the news and they're going to see that. And then once they see that he's actually doing something positive, he's still doing the sports thing. If that's what the parent is focused on, no, you're going to be a football star because if you go to Abilene High and you ball out, I know you can do whatever, if they're focused on that and they see him doing other things, the classes and other stuff, after they've done the workouts, maybe that will, that, that's a good start, I think, to get change from the parents. Right.
0: Um, I think, See, I remember, <clears throat> Keith, I know you remember, uh, well, a few weeks ago, we had a conversation about who should have their own day or whatever in Abilene, out of the people that yeah. have made it. NFL or whatever. And my whole stance on that is just making the NFL is not legendary in my book because my whole premise of things is how can, how can we create change within our community, spend black dollars in our community and really like, Create something sustainable and attainable to where this is not just a far off thing, or this is not just a surprise of oh damn, so and so went to college to play ball, so and so. Nah, it's not a surprise. It's more of a regular type of deal. Yeah, and And pipeline. Yes, a pipeline of things, and I want to get to that point to where okay, and the only way we can get to that because. Like I said, like me personally, I wasn't close to a lot of the mentors that happened to be in Abilene that a lot of people knew. I would, that wasn't my lane. I wasn't my field. I was there to getting shit out the mud. So like, I me teaching myself, and, and then when I traveled and did the community service things, I realized that yo, these kids only thing they missing is consistency, mm-hmm. persist, and then persistency. of mm-hmm. You get the consistency in of, oh, guess what? I'm going to always be there. Like, no matter what your parents are doing, no matter what, I will always be there. And Mm -hmm. that persistency of no matter what happens, hey, you don't have to worry about it if you can call me or not. Like, no matter what you're going through. So I want to instill that Mm -hmm. into our youth and really – build different platforms like these to where we don't have to outsource all the time to get our voice out, to get our, no, I mean, to get our perspective across. We don't have to just branch out and outsource all the time. We can go to people that we actually know and have a genuine connection with and say, okay, this is what I want to do. This is what I have the blueprint. I have to break I know, I mean, we can just get those resources and say, like, so when kids are eleven and twelve, we already teaching you know, them credit. Right. We teaching you know, them like principles, codes of ethics. We teaching them, you know, know what I mean, just the the basis of life and how not only to survive, but to prosper and to right. create a different lane. Just like Keith was just saying on. You know, building a, like, a platform to where, no, I'm not, I don't want to just talk to you about your sport adventures, because if you fill in your classes, then we don't have nothing to talk to. Right. Or we don't have nothing to talk about. So Mm -hmm. I want to create a certain discipline to where, yo, I want you to do good in the classes, but I'm going to reward you for it. Believe that. Or I want to go expose you to something that you've never seen before, that you're not used to seeing on your daily Mm-hmm. I want to go expose you to that. I want to go have you talk to other people that are smarter than me, right. that has been in the game longer than me. I want you to connect with those people. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I want you to go get this knowledge. So when you're 11 and 12, you really have a mindset of you 16, just the right. way of you thinking, not just from being fast and out in the street, right. but the way you're thinking, you're already prepared to – make a blueprint to how you want your life to plan out. Right. And I feel like that's kind of what we have to get back to and really establish a new foundation. Just like what Juan is doing with this set and everything he's trying to do with building his platform and building different like services and just outlets for creatives to get their shit off in a small town where it's not representative. And that's why I respect Juan for what he's doing. And then you with the two mile, I respect your vision and how you want to incorporate that. I feel like all of it has to fly. Like we have to live and do business like the people outside of our culture that wants to exploit our culture that we let in so easy. I feel like we have to do business like they do. No matter if they right or wrong, they go stick together. Mm-hmm. Then they go break it down on the inside, but you might not ever hear about it. Right. So I want our shit to where we policing ourselves. We set a judgment day for ourselves. We celebrate our. We celebrating each other. We are like helping each other, using each other's resources. We. Are doing that but we are not outsourcing and begging right. we are keeping that money in the house but also using our resources putting that ego to the side and saying oh damn yeah oh I want my instead <clears throat> of having my kid go to no f- like no shade to the family life center or to the these other programs but no I want my kids to go to two mile because of what they present or Oh, my kid wanna be an artist, so I want him to go to set. I wanna go to wine and, and what he's doing. And so he's gonna get a showcase or he's gonna get a you know what I mean, he's gonna get the teachings of what being an arty, uh, artist is really about. You know what I mean? And it's like, or they can come to me, I'm gonna teach you how to write. I didn't go, I wasn't in me personally, I was I started writing at 10, but I was never in no E A P classes. I was never in <coughs> certain things that like benefit writers because it was never nothing that related to me. So I can teach you how to relate to other people and put it in the artistic form. I can teach you how to write visuals and set up different modules and different things like that. You can go to Dion and he could tell you, Oh, you can go. I know we, no, I mean, we parents, they like to bail out their kids or, or, Tell their like kids, oh, well, shit, you ain't doing out here, so go to the military. Oh yeah, you can do this, this, this. They only give them the positives. But we have somebody that yo, who is also a creator, who also knows sports. What you know, maybe way more than you know about sports that you love to play, about this and that, about how to about the streets, about this. But he happened to be in this field. At the moment, but he could tell you the ins and outs and keep it a uh, like keep it a beam with you about right. what's gonna happen, what's gonna go on, and also tell you, look, this is the layout of what you can do. We have people that look like us that can do that, so we have to take a hold of those resources and hang on to them and not try to separate at any <laughs> instant. And really, and hey, we have we have to hold each other accountable. Live by principle and by rule of I'm gonna treat you and your business and your whatever how I will treat my personal business. And I'm gonna go respect everything you're doing. And that's the until we get to that point in life, like we're gonna keep dealing with different groups within the culture instead of one group trying to venture off to the right and the righteous way of doing these things and keeping our black name and our black light spirit and just everything about us as original people alive. <clears throat> so that's something that big that I want to bring up like that has to coincide with everything you are trying to accomplish and everything you are, like you stand on and trying to do in this lifetime like that's type of things that we need in this
2: thanks can i touch on that real quick for sure like you know i talked to kevin recently you know and i feel like within the community we we kind of see an eye to eye on some of the same things and just some of the same ventures we want to go apart on and uh what we want to do for these kids uh I really think that it's like this. Like me, I see myself as Mr. McMahon from uh, WWE. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying that, like, I'm the boss or nothing like that, but yeah, I get people over. Like, I'm the, I'm the ultimate heel. Like, in wrestling, you either uh, heel, which is a bad guy, or you a babyface, which is a good guy. I feel like I'm the ultimate heel because I can get all these people over. But if we do it together and get everybody over, I think we could accomplish more. For the community and our brands Right Instead of it just being Oh well It's just going to be us here doing this Because it's just like You get all these people together We could have a big event with 100,000 people Half of Abilene there, right. For our causes For uh, donations, whatever it is There's not really too many people Out here uh, Trying to get people over Trying to help right. them Uh try to let them see a different avenue because I really do think that we need to uh, start teaching these kids that getting out of these streets or your situation ain't always going to be football or they're selling some dope. We got to really, really show them it's a different way and I think the two-mile movement's doing that too, for real, for us.
1: Nah, facts, And, and, that's, and that's, that's true. I mean, because I feel like like you, like we were talking about the other day, um, just having that big event, bro. And like I said, having a big event, like say we do a big event at Pacific Center Parking Lot, you know what I mean? Like, but we we come up with a nonprofit organization. We sit down outside of this event, come up with a nonprofit organization. We all together on that. Now we still have our brands, you know what I mean? Like we still have our own personal brands outside of our nonprofit. This nonprofit, this is where we. We we established board members. Now we got a board member, so now we can we can have this where this is write offs for our brand as well too. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's just how you do business. So we have this nonprofit where we all being able to put money into this nonprofit and get sponsorships from within the the nonprofit, and then we can do whatever we need to do for the city. You know, and then then that's still being able to put our brand names on associated with our nonprofit. You know, like yeah. Two my movement or, you know, whatever. I don't, well, I don't know every, everybody's, every, everybody's uh, you know, brands and stuff like that, but have all our brands on there, you know, where it's, yeah, these are everything that's associated with this nonprofit. They don't even have to know who the nonprofit is. You know what I mean? That's how we can really do business. Like, we just create a nonprofit where this is our name and this is the nonprofit. They don't know who the nonprofit is. We still got our brands and we still doing everything that we're doing but when we go into the nonprofit, that's we doing we doing total we doing things totally different, you know. Like I don't know, I mean, but I feel like us coming together, especially for a uh, to create a nonprofit organization, I think that would be very beneficial. You know, we get yeah. four, five, six guys that's that's that all has the like minded. I mean, yeah, hey, we got four right here, you know. So just being able to have those those guys, and like you said, being able to use everybody's resources, we all got resources in, in different lanes, you know, and why not be able to, to bring all those together? Because like I said, with that, gym, with that gym idea and that center rec idea, that, that bring, we can put all that in one. We, yeah. got, we, got a, we got a writing class that Jamie can teach. I ain't chipping on teaching no writing class. Yeah, I do dibble and dabble in that, and yeah, I still write, and yeah, I am going to write a book, but I don't got to teach the writing class, you know? We had, we had Juwan come over here, bam. We got a, a class where you showing them how to make beats today. You know what I mean? And we, and we got a nonprofit so we can get equipment. We get sponsorships to where we got shit. We get $100,000 and now we bought five DJ equipment. Now we got those in the, in the little, in the little room, rec room, soundproof. Oh, and that's the music room. Now yeah. you in there teaching them how to make beats. You know what I'm saying? Like we can do that. And those are activities that we can do that are still fun and they're still learning a, a trade. They're still learning a craft. Oh, we get we get some we can get somebody who knows how to weld. Anybody. Like they don't even necessarily have to be a part of our nonprofit, but hey, look, can you come in and teach my guys how to weld today? Or you can you come in and teach them how to do a basic little something today? Like that's the type of stuff that we can do and that's what I'm trying to do as far as nonprofit concerned. And like I said, yeah, we can have it be called two mile gym or whatever, but shit, it don't I'm not it's not about it's not about uh me taking credit at all, you know what I mean? Two Mile movement is just what I want to do. And I want to be able to, what Two Mile really is, is being able to give people a platform to tell their story. We all got a story to tell. You know what I mean? It's like Damian was just saying. I don't know all of Deion's story. I I don't know. I know he went to the military, but I don't know everything that he went through when he went did all of that shit. You know what I mean? So that's a story that I want to hear that I want. I would have him go out there and tell that shit. Like, tell these kids what you was doing. Tell them the real, uh, basic training and how they was honing y'all. All those negative, tell them that shit. Be transparent. Just like when they want to know about the NFL, I'm going to tell them the, the reals and the, the negatives are part of that too. You know what I mean? Like, and then being able to shit, tell them about any, any different situation. That's what I want to be able to do. Have people be able to tell their story because you never know how your story can help somebody else, you know? And, and then shit, we give them kids confidence to be able to stand up and tell their story. Now we have an open counseling sessions. You know what I mean? Now we got mentoring sessions. You know what I mean? Like it's so much that we can really do within us and we do it within us. Like we, we seen the structure. We can do the structure way better. We can have our shit so structured that you can't come in and take our shit. You know what I mean? Only you can do is come in and donate to it because it's like, damn, these black brothers is really out here trying to do this. And bro, that's what I want to do. Ain't nobody doing it, but we, I'm 25. We all 25, 26. You know what I mean? Like shit, it's time, bro. Like, I'm still trying to be financially free by I'm 32. You know what I mean? Like multiple incomes, doing whatever I want to do. You know, like I want to be able to have apartment complexes out there where we providing homes. You know what I'm saying? It's so much that I really want to do, bro, that we can really sit down and really talk about it. And if we got a nonprofit and we got sponsorships and we got people backing us and we got the right money behind us, bro, we could take over like the right way. Yeah, for real.
2: And uh, to end it off, Kevin, I just want to ask you a question. Uh, is there anybody influential in the city you think that we should talk to, whether it be in Abilene or Dallas or just throughout Texas or America?
1: Man, I feel like talking uh, influential. Mm. Man, that's a good one. I mean, I got a few mentors or whatever, but. Maybe maybe Mary Williams. I feel like establishing a uh, relationship with Mary Williams uh, would be very beneficial for us. Um, I I, 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 I know you already got that relationship, you know what I mean? So I feel like that would be – we just keep building on that one. Um, I feel like he has so much power. And and then I got uh, connections still as, as far as in the coaching world, you know, um, so as far as, like, the kids and all that kind of stuff, is we good, we green. Um, but like I said, bro, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to do this. And, I, like I said, I'm trying to do this with y'all, because at this point, like, me doing these camps, the camps, this camps and stuff, is going good. And I can see that. But I can also see that when they start going up, I'm gonna need other people around me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna need other pieces to, to, to do things. And, and how I'm trying to have stuff going, like, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta start something together.
2: So, Jamie Dion, y'all got yeah. anything else? No, I don't.
3: I'm good, man. I love uh,
2: it. Two miles. Showtime. Kevin Lucas. We thank you for being on a podcast. This is the Three Pete Podcast. I'm your host, Stream Jones. I'm here with Dion, Jamie, and Kevin, and we out. We out, man. Uh, Appreciate
1: y'all, boys, having me.
0: For sure. For sure.